Better, smarter, faster. The neural network needed to power the digital ecosystem of healthcare is poised to transform care both inside and outside of hospital walls in traditional care settings. Meaningful data analytics positioned in real time to drive better diagnostics, intelligent operations, seamless care coordination, and integrated telehealth. This is the future of connected healthcare. We talk to the experts about transformational roadmaps for this evolving landscape, what's working, what's needed, and how we get there together. Welcome to Healthcare On Air, presented by Verizon. Welcome back, everybody, to Healthcare On Air by Verizon. I'm Leah Sims, the host of our podcast, Marketing Strategy Lead for Verizon's Healthcare and Life Sciences Practice. We are recording from the Hem Show floor today. If you are at Hems 23 in Chicago, we would love to see you come by booth 4048. We have uh, demos, uh, conversations going on in the booth. I know you'd be excited about, and we're spending some time talking to our technology partners, some really great folks that we're working with in industry to accelerate the digital evolution of health and to advance virtual care. Today, we're gonna be talking about some of that decentralized care anywhere, certainly a hot topic for everyone. I'm joined by my colleague at Verizon, my partner in crime, Robin Goldsmith, who's an innovation principal with Verizon, Great. and our amazing partner, Zebra, um, Ricky Jennings and Katie Johnson. Welcome so much to the podcast. I'd love for you guys to introduce yourselves, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. And for those folks who may not know who Zebra is, maybe a little bit about who Zebra is. And we'll we'll dive into what we're doing together later, but we'd love to hear from you guys. Sure. Why don't I, ju I jump in? And yeah. first and foremost, thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for having us to here. And for those of us joining, thanks for uh, listening in on the conversation. I'm Ricky Jennings. I'm the Chief Nursing Informatics Officer for Zebra's North America Healthcare team. In that role, it's uniquely positioned to work with our customers and our partners as they do exactly what we're talking about today digitize their workflows, optimize their staff as they connect uh, to each other and to critical assets, all bettering the patient experience yep. um, and work alongside our partners and our customers as they do that. Uh, working with my dear partner, Katie here. Thanks, Ricky. Hi, everyone. Katie Johnson here. I'm a North America sales leader for our healthcare team. I work alongside with Ricky's team, and then I have a group of account managers that services uh, a lot of our different healthcare users inside the four walls of acute care and as well as home health and outside the four walls and non-acute. Yeah, great. So let's jump in. Let's talk about, uh, I mean, there's so much we could talk about. It's, it's, it's a big topic, broad topic. What's going on in health IT today seems like a very uh, broad question, but um, certainly, we've seen so much coming out of the pandemic. We, we've we seen accelerated adoption of telehealth, um, so much advancement in virtual care, a lot of focus on remote patient monitoring. There's just a whole lot of that going on. Where are you seeing that evolve um, and um, the evolution of connectivity in that as well? And then, you know, we'd love to talk about yeah. uh, how that impacts, you know, health equity, social determinants yeah. of health, all of those things. So let, let's talk about the landscape first. What are your thoughts on that? So being here this week, I think it's all really come to life. You, you hit it on the head. We've had an acceleration that we knew was coming. Really, in healthcare, we knew we we're going to face two challenges. We're going to face a workforce shortage yep. and our patients were going to have differing expectations. And inset was the pandemic where both accelerated. Um, and you can look at it that both ways. So here we are in being at HIMSS this week. What I've noticed and what we've seen come out is the focus on being mobile, yeah. being able to be mobile be anywhere, provide the same level of care that you would expect or we've traditionally supported from a health IT perspective within the four walls of the hospital. However, be able to 
deliver that with the same level of quality, uh, regardless of where you are. Maybe that's in an outpatient facility, but increasingly more so, it's meeting the patient where they're at and at the home. Um, what's been different or a trend I think I've, I've seen and we've been talking about um, maybe different is leading with the clinician as yeah. the priority. Yeah. If we take care of our clinicians, we empower them to help us drive this new frontier with what they need our patients will be better served. And so those outcomes that we're charting towards uh, will be met and we'll be able to go at this together. I think what I've seen to be different in the concept and the conversations in health IT right now are clinician first. And I think that's really exciting. And that's a little bit of a shift. And, and, yeah. and understandably, we've had a patient-centric focus on, yes. uh, even before the pandemic. But you said something interesting there too. It's not really Care Anywhere isn't just about where being able to receive care on the patient side. It's also Care Anywhere for the provider, right? Absolutely. Being able to provide care in new ways. Yeah, yeah. it's a great focus. Decentralizing everything. So previously we were centralized in one building. There was teaming always, but not, we'll call it mobile teaming. Right. Now decentralizing where the patients can engage with their caregivers and maybe not in the same space. Maybe it's through telemedicine or engaging in their home where they're more comfortable and the caregiver really gets to provide care to the top of their licensure. They get to treat a patient that they care about 24 seven or four full shift um, versus being, you know, in a hospital spread a little bit too thin. It's better for the patients and for the provider. Yeah. Wow. Care at the top of their licensure is a power. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Robin, your thoughts? No, I, Ricky brings up an interesting point because I, you know, I always think about it. We're facing an incredible staff shortage, but the ability for folks to like we do work from home, give the physicians the ability to practice at the top of their license and and be anywhere, be more efficient in their workflow, I think is a really interesting proposition. And let them work the way they want to work and meet their pay, really do that patient interaction in a in a new way. We're in a new paradigm now. I think that that aligns really well with it. Yeah. So we I mentioned at the front end uh, this in, uh, accelerated adoption of telehealth. We're so, you know we're coming to the end of the public health emergency. So everybody's kind of holding their breath to see are we going to advance a um, a virtual first or a, at least a, a virtual hybrid models in in care. Um, where do you see increased utilization of virtual um, impacting care continuum? Do you see that growing? Um, I, I'm assuming <laughs> we, we, we all want it to grow, um, and, but there's going to be a little bit, I think, of a learn, of, uh, of a re, uh, rebound curve or something, yes. you know, where we're going to be watching what happens now um, with reimbursement and some of the other things as well. Thoughts there? Exactly. Katie? Yeah, I think that we're going to see over the next 20 years or so where 90 percent or so of care is outside of the four walls of the hospital yeah. and we're going to get there, but it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy road to get there. And I think we have responsibilities in technology to make sure that we're help advocating to, you know, make the right changes and empower clinicians to give the best care in the home and empower our rural communities or underserved communities to get equitable care that's no matter who you are, where you live, what area, you get the same experience. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, you know, something that we can achieve together in a partnership to provide for everyone. But there is going to be a bit of a roadmap to get there. Yeah. You said a word there about being technologists in the space and it was responsibility. And I think that's where we're uniquely positioned. When we know, we can see the forecast. There's a lot of question, what's it gonna be? But we do know there's gonna be a demand. Yeah. How it's gonna be done, uh, who's gonna support it? Those are yet to be determined, but I think as technologists, I love the word responsibility 
to enable health systems to look at that demand Mm -hmm. and help provide confidence that we can go into this next frontier and they will be successful when they address the patient's need, address the clinician's need, and then be able to do so in a way that's reliable. I think that's a lot of the question. I think we have all talked about being reliable and that and then being able to scale that to meet this demand where even if the forecast is unknown, um, we're going to have to get there. Yeah, I love it may not be a choice because uh, embedded in it is this this idea of response ability. Yes. Who has the ability to respond to these challenges uh, in healthcare, which I think is at the crux of what we're, we're doing. Thoughts we, we have to. We don't have the, the manpower, woman power to to deliver care. And I think. Again, I always bring it back to pandemics. It's accelerated innovation. If we can help clinicians ex- reach out in the community, provide that expertise through technology, it's meeting so many demands. It's giving rural communities access to experts from you know, the names we know and love in healthcare that are top of their field, where before we couldn't, right? They had to drive a couple hundred miles. And that's really the promise. People want to be treated in their home. COVID proved that out as well. The outcomes and the data around hospital at home really show that folks want to be in the home. And if we can do that, and it's a responsibility, it's a different, it's a different shift. The training to your background, Ricky, being a nurse, you don't have a whole ICU behind you. You don't have a whole hospital team. So that's going to take training, a different type of nurse, doctor to handle this new environment in the home. But it's going there. How can you make an assessment? successfully and alert when there's a change or an ele- a change in status, there's an elevation in need. Um, where are fail safes within the four walls? You can shout. You know, if you, if you got to the root of it, technology yeah. might come out of it. You can shout <laughs> yes. and you can get people yeah. to where you need them to be. You can shout and get a piece of equipment. You can shout and get a team of people. Accelerate this. You become virtual. Either you're looking at a patient and you're not even physically in the room or you're there and your help is beyond you. Yeah. There has to be a system in place so that there isn't a gap that we can practice confidently. You can do the workflows. Um, we spend a lot of time uh, it, at Zebra focus on optimizing workflows to reduce disruptions. And technology plays a significant role in that, sometimes in the positive, yeah. and, and sometimes it can be the disruptors. And so if we're uh, going assist, to you know, assist our health systems to meet the demand, to uh, manage through a workforce shortage, to uh, drive to meeting their patients and recruiting them in uh, to better care and better outcomes, we're going to have to make sure that there's no disruption. So you have to connect yep. to yeah. people. You have to connect to uh, solutions, assets, manage capacity, all of those things. Um, but there's no guardrails. It is not within a controlled environment. Right. Exactly. It's in a, a myriad of home to home, room to room it's going to be different. I think the good news is, is that we've already done this in other industries. We've already outfitted folks to deliver goods, deliver information in a speed that's lightning fast. We're used to that in other markets, like retail Retail. markets, transportation, logistics, and, you know, organizations like ours have achieved that already. So we can take our subject matter expertise from there, lift it. It's a little bit different for healthcare, but to a level that we can guide folks who've never had to really figure out routing optimization. They've never had to figure out how to get goods from point A to point B. It's all been centralized. So providing them with, you know, that level of guidance, understanding, trust that we've done it before and responsibility as organizations to get them there, I think will be vital. 
to the success. I think if you can move providers specifically towards that trust picture, there's tremendous potential for virtual capabilities to transform the provider-patient relationship in ways that people have not assumed would be the case. You would think, oh, a virtual visit, that's less relationally connected and actually the ability to do that more frequently in a more sustained way does that. But I also think there's a a, a tremendous opportunity for practice transformation. If you ask most people, what is your experience going into a doctor's office for a routine appointment? It looks the same today as it did 35 years ago. You call out, yeah, maybe more. (laughs) Probably could go bigger there. But when I think about how I do, I call, I make an appointment, I go sit in a waiting room, I get handed a clipboard, I go back to one area to get weighed, which nobody loves. Then you go back to a room, you sit there. I mean, it's like wash, rinse, repeat, and the ability to integrate these virtual capabilities to move toward more hybrid practice models, I think kind of blows up that practice model that's been in place forever. You guys, to, think- Katie's, to Katie's point, I mean, you brought up retail, you know, the Amazon experience, yes. to use an overly yeah. used word, but healthcare is not off the hook anymore. People, and especially, yes. especially yes. digital first natives, expect that yep. what they get at their bank, what they get through Amazon, that's Why not? healthcare has to move very fast to meet that expectation, right? Yeah. And it's on both sides of the coin. So, you know, the patients want that experience. And I think the clinicians and physicians do too. They want their human aspect. They want their time with their patients back. And let's optimize that and give that to everyone. So I actually, when you said that, I just kind of like cringed a second because I'm always thinking about the experience of the clinician. And I've, I've been in that step shoe myself where a patient will say, I can do X in my personal life. I can make this order or I can call this person in seconds. Why am I sitting here waiting? Yeah. Why can't you, you know, proverbially the clinician, or why can't this where I'm getting care, they're responsible for my life. Why can't you do that? Yeah. Why is this so hard? And I think that's where there isn't going to be a capacity or to be um, as patient with right. that. Right. Right. So I switch patient and patient yeah. there. Maybe I could have yeah. used a different word. <laughs> so I expect my health system to be the most technologically advanced. Yes. And yet in a lot of ways, they don't understand that we're lagging in right. some key systems and interoperability still, right? Yeah. Why can my shopping experience be more intelligent, more tailored to me than my health care? Right. And yeah. We're going to have to answer or that, that I question. I can get to my health inform- or my financial information much quicker than I can get to my health, health information. information. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on that, Katie? And it might get a chance. No, I think that's all spot on. I think that's all spot on. And I think that we, you know, responsibility on the side of, you know, the business side, there's a piece there. But I also think that we have to have our voices as patients, too, and driving towards our expectations and choosing providers that are doing this faster and quicker. Yeah. And, you know, there is a consumerism aspect to it that if you're acting as a, an intelligent, educated consumer of healthcare. And you're going towards those entities that are doing these things that will only drive that adoption faster. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, loyalty is no, I mean, you know, especially the younger generations. I mean, it's hospitality it's, for healthcare. Exactly. Yes. Leah asked the question earlier about, you know, the the future of how this is operationalized is unknown. Well, well we, I think we could absolutely recognize how it's operation is unknown. But just this conversation yeah. is the reality that it. You have to do something. Yep. Something will have we to. We have to get there. The right yep. thing will require uh, pushing a boundary yep. at this point. Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Zebra and then what we're you know doing with you guys at Verizon. 
um, where do you layer into this care continuum and this um, decentralized care model? And, you know, tell folks um, kind of how you're delivering that today. Yeah, absolutely. Take that one. I'll take it. Let's start, though. It's a, it's a mutual story because um, you're kind of like, well, what are you doing here? Why are you getting here? Um, Zebra has a history of being directly at the patient's bedside. We have I sometimes use the phrase we've lived at the point of care um, in the roots of automation can really go back to barcode scanning, you know, things that have transformed safety in patient care delivery, like um, scanning for medication delivery, positive patient identification, wristbanding on a patient. Yep. Those are Zebra's roots. And with that data integration, we've been able to evolve and uh, connect clinicians um, to do those tasks, whether they're uh, doing that on a, a workstation with a computer and more increasingly on mobile handhelds, you know, mobile handheld portfolio that enables mobile EHR integration communication, uh, which has just really transformed how yeah. clinicians work. Yeah. Um, and just saying that, I kind of pause and I'm like, wow, getting people to be able to talk to each other in real time uh, has been a pivotal change in care yeah. delivery <laughs> over the, <laughs> the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. But it's those rudimentary things that have vastly impacted how our clinicians work, how they make critical decisions because they have better, better data in front of them. And uh, we've been fortunate at Zebra through this breadth of portfolio uh, been able to support them. Now, uh, that's directly what's in their hands. What we, if you were to go into a health system uh, today or became a patient where you would see Zebra, what that all enables is is better. It's the data-driven insight. So as we need to operationalize, um, Zebra is able to give that data, that um, uh, ability to understand where people are and how they're interacting and the tasks they're doing so you can make a next step yeah. decision. Yeah. Absolutely. Analytics, analytics and information as well as communication and collaboration. So we have endpoints that enable all of that, whether it be a tablet or a smartphone or a device to enable cl collaboration or sensors and an ecosystem of, say, RTLS solutions yeah. that help us get goods to the right place, help us know where our, our high dollar assets are at, where they need to be, what quality they're in, what um, potential risk there could be for a caregiver outside the four walls, maybe needing a duress, you know, signal to back to their, you know, home provider or back to some help or support. So think about it that way. We're really endpoints, but it's endpoints that enable connectivity and collaboration mm -hmm. and then also locationing and tracking. Well, and that addresses where the operational efficiency gains are. Exactly. Right? No. Thoughts on that? No, I you know, Zebra's got a long history of being in the four walls of a hospital, incredible business, very well respected. So, it, you know, when I started working with Zebra, we saw the trends of every, you know, this decentralization of care going to the home and, you know, better together, as we say, you know, we've got yeah. best in class device, best in class connectivity. How do we get to that end point of a better patient experience, better clinician experience, utilizing, you know, Zebra's new healthcare tablet, which is just hitting the market. It's something that, you know, was purpose built for these kind of environments, both at the bedside, in this new paradigm of in the home. And, you know, as Verizon, we're the connectivity layer throughout all of these. So it's a, just a, a logical, you know, move for us to make and work together and then bring in, you know, the relevant care management platform. So we've got some wonderful folks there too. But yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say that is we want to make sure we're highlighting it's more than just a device. That's the digital front door, right? That's the, the point of location. We're increasingly talking about the devices, the location, and a care anywhere model that becomes the the, the point of care uh, interface, right? Um, but it's also all of the orchestration and the care management tools, and you know the integration of all those things that you were talking about that layer behind that um, to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the durability and enterprise grade utility that you can trust and count on. Like when Ricky was talking about when you're outside the four walls and you need help, you can't rely on something that's not working. It has to work every single time. Every single time. It has to be reliable. And that's really our sweet spot. That's great. That's great. It's been really great to have you guys here. Um, let's let's land on two last questions. What do health systems need to be thinking about? on to move in this direction well you know what advice do you give to your customers when you know first conversation for example and then i'd love to talk about what excites you uh, that you're seeing at hymns because that's a great way to end yeah absolutely so um, when we're talking to health systems about you know trying to take on this beast of where do i begin where do i start first there's a lot of data out there of folks that have already done this it's the big top names um there so go looking for that look for the data they've done it they've made a couple of missteps they fixed them we have a couple of key customers on a healthcare advisory board that we connect with others that have already done this. But so if you need help and you want to talk to another end user that's been through this road, you want to talk to another health system that's done this, reach out. We can always do that. Um, at Hims, I'm very excited that we actually have a customer in our booth speaking to how they've deployed um, reliable solutions, had high adoption with their end users, and then figured out what wasn't working and made the end users' lives easier so they could be more efficient when they hit labor shortages. Yeah. So that's another thing that I just think I'm really excited about here at the show. I think I might just sum that up on the question of what do you do? Where do you get started? Uh, we've talked about responsibility, and I think it's just that lean on uh, te- your technology partners to help you take the first step, to sit and have a constructive dialogue on w- what has been your innovation story to date, right. uh, whether it's robust or it's, you know, has room for growth. Lean on your technology partners to help chart what will be the future. Um, connect whether that's within the industry or uh, bring those insights where we know uh our patients are coming in with those expectations. Yeah, yeah. I think we have that duty to be a partner in this. It's it is not a one size fits all, um, and it's not a uh, situation and opportunity that will be solved in a day. Yeah. It's going to evolve, and uh, the reality is, if data sh- shows, it's going to evolve quickly. Even at, at you know, we're going to be building the plane sometimes as it's flying because we're, we're here. Yeah. 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 Now, I, I just uh, to comment on your point, collaboration. I think again, in the past three years, people have. Like we've never seen health systems working together because we're all in the same boat. And I think that's that translates to the partnerships in the in the vendor side too. And in the technology, I'd see connectivity pieces. I think there's more collaboration to solve these real challenges that we're now even more aware of. So it's not a single stakeholder proposition. No, these are, as we say in healthcare, big hairy problems. Yeah. Right? That everyone's yep. trying to solve. Um, and it, it, they're usually not solving for one thing. There's probably 50 things they're trying to solve for. So the integration of all that is important too. I would think, you know, being aware of what the other um, assist across systems challenges and orchestration challenges are when you're working with a tech partner so that you're not just solving for a point solution or a point problem, but that it's connected to the the larger ecosystem of their other challenges, I think is really critical. Um, what excites you at HEMS? Is you kick that question out over to you? What are you seeing that piques your interest that gets you excited? You know, um, 
I think there's a lot of, F- I mean, a lot of things excite me. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say AI because everyone's talking about, about AI, but that interlaced with solutions both in the home and in the, in the patient room. I see, you know, I work with a lot of folks that are rethinking how these environments should look, how the this patient room of the future, whatever you think it should be. Um, we've got vendors all around us with smart boards. How do we, to your point, Ricky, how do we get that data you know, more synchronized to make the experience for the clinicians and the patients better. That's, we're going to see that in patient rooms as people build new facilities with patient experience top of mind. And we're going to see that into the home as well with technology kind of you know, morphing into those new environments. So I'm, I'm excited about, I think everyone understands where we need to get to. I think, you know, like you said, we're building the plan as we're flying it, but we're, we have to get there fast because our current system is unsustainable. We all know that. Right. And so. if we're building it right, it actually it fades to the background. It becomes a seamless experience that the clinician's probably not even aware of. Yes. Yeah. It just needs to work. Like you turn a light switch on and the lights come on. Yeah. It needs to be that easy. And you said something about driving to the same problem. I think what has excited me most about HIMS this year, and it's it's seemingly that realization that we need to go fast and to go fast, we're going to have to go together. Um, it seems that uh, even within individual booths, there's greater representation of partnerships. We are really leading um, with a better together story. This is a complex problem and not one single entity will be able to uh solve it no on their own their own yeah well that is a great landing point for us i want to thank you guys from the zebra team for being here thank you so much for sharing what you're doing we love working with you guys robert thanks for sitting down with me today guys we're talking about the power of partnerships uh the idea of raising all boats um when we can collaborate uh, across stakeholders hospitals health systems payers technology companies carriers uh, everybody who has a vested interest everybody owns a piece of that so exciting to talk about that with you guys hey thanks for sticking around for this podcast you can subscribe to our podcast on spotify google podcasts and apple or find us on marketscale.com look for healthcare on air by verizon thanks for being with us and come by and see us in booth 4048 if you're here at the hymn show where are you guys located let's put do a shout out for the zebra booth 2651. Yes. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> I'm C. Zebra. Come hear their story um, and how they're doing an amazing job of orchestrating care. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm.